Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Special thanks to Larry's Pizza of Conway. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Acri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires, with locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires, they have everything you need to fit your budget and style. Uh, It's a team that's very, very dangerous. It's a team that is very well coached. It's a team that understands their roles, and it's a team that has two stars surrounded by really, really good perimeter players, and it's a very, very old team. They got some veterans on this team that that have played at multiple schools and and, uh, played multiple years of college basketball. Eric Musselman discussing Arkansas's next opponent, UNC, UNC Wilmington. That game is tomorrow afternoon, 4 o'clock at Bud Walton yes. Arena, 3.30, right here on uh, the Buzz Radio Network. SEC Network game as well. Okay. And right before that game, you can watch UCA in Missouri on the SEC Network. So there you go. If you get tired of watching uh, college football games and want to watch a little college basketball, SEC Network has UCA and Arkansas. Uh, it's been a uh, kind of a, a grind this week, according to Devo Davis. He was on the show earlier with us and said they've been going through two-a-days. They were working on some defensive deficiencies in the first practice, and then they come back and work on their offense. Coach Musselman uh, was talking about this week and trying to get things back to a normal grind. Yeah, I mean, I think that once we get into a, a, a normal rhythm, which, um, you know, finals throws you off the rhythm, um, you know, it wasn't that long ago where we had we did not have a Christmas break, you know. I mean, when I played, we we never went home for Christmas, and I know at Nevada, at least the first year or two, we there was no Christmas break. I think the guys have done great. I mean, we've been able to go two a days, you know, prior to the last game, we've gone two a days, you know, since we came back from from our our Christmas break, and it's allowed us to clean some things up offensively, you know, it's allowed us to do prep. It's allowed us, hopefully, to to see some of the holes that we have in areas that we have to have growth in. I think it'll be a fun game. That's a great test for Arkansas. Uh, See how how much they've grown during this break and during this grind and all these practices. And it's a very good uh, UNC Wilmington team that they're playing already. Obviously, beating Kentucky. I think we've all discussed that. And uh, they've got nice size. They've got depth. Uh, Their bench is really good. They don't turn the ball over. Uh, so this this is a great test to get them ready for SEC play. Trivia question for you two. Okay. Okay. Who is the most famous citizen from Wilmington, North Carolina? Michael Jordan. Very good. Good get. Tom Murphy joins us now. He's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. What's up, Tom? Yeah, I actually knew that one, Big Skin, and uh, I actually have family uh, from around the Wilmington area. So this one, this will be uh, nice. of great interest to me for sure. A lot of military presence around there, right? I think. Absolutely, absolutely correct. And um, uh, Native American folks too. My uh, aunt married a, a full-blooded uh, um, Native American guy, and and he had a uh, construction agency around Wilmington. They they actually call it Wimbledon, which is really strange. <laughs> that's, that's the way they pronounce it. Yeah, Kelvin Sampson is a Lumbee Indian, and he's from North Carolina. That part, so. Tom, you've been watching a lot of football? I've been watching a lot of football, and uh, I go to sleep pretty early and get up early. And uh, so OU looked to me like in control. I was listening to their broadcast last night, and they were they were starting to exert some dominance in the second quarter and had the lead. And I went to bed thinking, well, they got this one. Lo and behold, Arizona blows up in the fourth quarter. So it was a really good season for Arizona. Yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching the Bulls. I really enjoy the college football. That was a game of runs last night. Mm-hmm. You know, it uh, started with uh, Arizona up 13. I, that's what I was watching. I was like, 
and I, by the way, put a little money on Arizona. And I was like, they got this. They're, they're the better team. And then I went and did my newscast and was preparing my sports cast. And when I was out there, my weather guy was like, wow, Oklahoma's taking the lead. It's 14-13. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. How did that happen? And then they added to their lead. And then Arizona goes on another run to, to retake the lead. That quarterback for OU looks like he's got tons of ability. He can run. He's got a mm-hmm. rocket launcher for an arm. He made some mistakes. But he threw three picks. Yep. And then they gave up a 87-yard uh, fumble return for a touchdown. You can't give up four turnovers and expect to win. I, I was going to say, well, Arizona's joining the Big 12 next year, so they'll be able to play Oklahoma no. again, but no, no. Oklahoma's going to the SEC. <laughs> yeah. Not going to do it. Yeah, some uh, unique matchups, you know, it's it's and it's still, I'm, I saw the report about K.J. Jefferson. Looked like a Big 12 team was uh, leading the way for K.J. Je- Jefferson's uh, transfer. And I was like, oh, it's TCU. That, that's who I was thinking would be the obvious one. And it said UCF. I'm like, UCF? Oh yeah, they're in the Big Twelve now. Uh-huh. That may okay. Gus, did Gus sign him? Uh, that's is it a just reports. Okay. Yeah, that it's they could be leading gotcha. uh, the way right now. I don't know. Have you heard anything, Tom, on KJ? Just just that same report that he had flown into Atlanta and then down to uh, down to the Orlando area, and you know that would that would be a um, uh, logical destination the way Gus Malzahn runs quarterbacks. And the dual threat nature that KJ presents, um, and in the Big Twelve, you know where you know the defenses, I guess traditionally haven't been quite as stout, but yeah, I think um, I think that would be a very logical place for KJ to wind up. All right, let's talk Razorbacks. Uh, we'll start with Arkansas basketball because uh, we just played some clips from Musselman. We had Devo on earlier this week, and he was talking about the two a days and uh, how he thought that was helping the team. Uh, what do you expect to see from them Saturday against UNC Wilmington? Well, I mean, we've been kind of trained this season to not be sure exactly what to think. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if between Battle and Mark, one of those two guys back in the starting lineup, um, how they devote the minutes or deal out the minutes with the, the guard position with Keon Minifield having such a big game um, in, in the last contest. Um, what does that mean for L. Ellis? Because all these guys certainly have um, advantages or, or, or uh, nice traits to their game. Um, it's just how do you make the whole engine work? And, I mean, you could say the same in the front court between minutes with Lawson and uh, Makai Mitchell and, and Graham, you know, and the big guys. So I, they're still trying to find out rotation. You know, UNC Wilmington is in Joe Lenardi's uh, field of 64 right now, and Arkansas is not. So this is actually uh, a really big game. It's against a veteran team that's got some stars on it. Um, and so the, the Razorbacks will have to really be together. And here's the thing. I mean, when, they, when they've been at their best, like against Duke, um, they can win these big games and against Purdue. So um, they, they, they really need to show up. It, it's, it's time now. They, they need to go on some type of run if they want to make the NCAA tournament. Tom Murphy with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. They got to figure out the pieces. To me, it, it, they're deep, which is a great thing. Uh, but it's like one game this guy's got it, and the next game he doesn't, and then he doesn't get much of a chance. And I, I just don't know. And maybe that's what this whole week has been for for Musselman is trying to figure out who his guys are going to be. I think so. And here's the thing: I think to hear him talk, the team really likes each other. They practice well. They get along really well. Um, it's just a matter of finding the right the vibe, the right combos on the court, who can help you on given days. I mean, think back to last year. Joseph Pinion had some big games. His minutes haven't been uh, the same this year. And I mean, it, it's a deep guard position, so they do have a ton of depth. Um, they've got to find a way to, to get more steals, more batted passes, um, and, and some breakouts because that's when they're at their best, and that's where Devo can shine the most, too. So I think I think the whole key to this stretch run for them in conference play is is preventing dribble drives better and keeping guys. Um, I mean, they blocked a lot of shots. It's because guys have gotten around people. So if they're going to improve and make a stretch drive, it's got to be uh, from the defensive end turning into offense. Tom, what about this next week? Not, I guess, is it next? Not this weekend, but next weekend. How important is it for Sam Pittman and the Razorbacks, the guys coming in to visit uh, that are in the portal? 
Yeah, very big. I mean, they've had some nice pickups um, in recently with linebackers and some other spots, but they got to get a couple more old linemen. According to them, um, um, wouldn't help, wouldn't hurt to get a, a, a really nice edge guy. I mean, when you think back the last couple of years, they've been pretty good on the edge, but having someone to compliment Landon Jackson would be a big deal for them, and they'd like someone on the interior too. I mean, there's still some decisions yet to be made that we haven't heard from, like Kiwi Rose and Hudson Clark, some guys you know that they would want to have back, Eric Gregory. So uh, we'll see how these things all transpire in the next couple of weeks for Arkansas football. Yeah, the numbers didn't really add up when uh, Coach Pittman was talking about the number of guys on the roster. Uh, because from what we know, it seems like there are, what, 83 guys on the roster right now, but I think in his last press conference he said something, a different number, and it was like, okay, he knows of some guys that are leaving that haven't entered the portal or announced that they're going uh, to enter the draft. Exactly, and I think it was about eight guys, and I would think the bulk of those would be super seniors or guys who have the super senior uh, possibility who he knows won't be back. So they've told him that he can plan for the roster, but uh, you know, I think Arkansas fans would really like to have back the three I just mentioned. And there's probably some more. I'm not looking at the roster right now, but Hudson Clark's um, versatility and his veteran presence, and then Eric Gregory and TV Rose, who had their moments. I mean, you think back, <clears throat> Arkansas was really deep on the defensive front last year to, to the point that Rose and Tank Booker and, you know, all these guys were rotating in and out. So. Yeah, he knows about some of those, and we don't know their decisions yet, at least public. Anybody you uh, think is gone? Um, that makes sense? Uh, you're talking about the super senior yep. potential guys? Yep. No, I don't know any that are for sure gone. I mean, I think it's it's been good for them that the receivers, talking about Andrew Armstrong, I mean, Tesla, I think, still has two years. And Tyrone Broden have all indicated they're coming back. But you could see that, that Armstrong was re- very disappointed um, when, when you know, the Kenny Guyton news came out. Uh, but hopefully he'll, he'll, he'll warm to whomever they hire at the, at the spot. And, uh, um, yeah, there, there, there will be some decisions that um, on the defensive side maybe that, guys that you'd like to see back there who, who maybe don't, but I'm, I don't have any particular insight. Our zone question today is, who is in the college football pl- playoff final? Who do you have, Tom? Uh, I haven't really thought about it that hard. Um, it, it, you know, Alabama, they, at the end of the year, they probably were a top four team, but there were so many parts of the season where they, they didn't appear to be. Um, what if it was an Alabama-Texas rematch? That would be wild. Uh, I'd like to see Washington um, pull one off. Um, and But Washington-Michigan wouldn't be that attractive to me. I mean, it would be good for college football probably. It'd be attractive to but, me, Tom. It'd be massively yeah. attractive. <laughs> it would be. Hey, man, y'all been watching the news or seeing the news about both these teams not watching their iPads. Uh, I guess people are finding ways to hack it. Now, I, I really don't know what that is all about, but that that would be my take. Um, if I were to guess... Alabama's say, trying to steal our it. signs, those those dirty <laughs> cheaters. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I would probably guess Michigan Tech. Michigan's got a lot riding on this game. We need to win. You can't keep getting in this thing and keep losing. Mm. So, yeah, we need to win. SEC-wise, uh, A&M was the first team to play in a bowl game, and a uh, depleted staff or team uh, was defeated. But I thought they played well for a team with only 55 scholarship players and their backup, 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 backup quarterback. He's after, quit. He's quick. Yeah, he, he was their backup for the game. And yeah. the first play, the third-string quarterback got hurt, and here he comes. And I, to be in that game, I was... I, he's better than those stiffs they've been playing for the last two well, years at quarterback. He's so, just a yeah. quick guy, that's for sure. Uh, you got Kentucky on right now. Kentucky and Clemson just started. Has anything happened, Pigskin? You've, you've yeah, Clemson kicked a field goal. Okay. The guy hooked it about 15 yards. It looked like it was like a Nerf football or something. I've never seen anything hooked the side of a hurricane like that. There was one the other night. The guy hit, kicked it, and I think he had a slice on it. Yeah. It went so far right, and it was like only like 35 yards, but it, you know, it just kept moving right, 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 and I thought it was right down the middle, and it, and it went through and then kind of cut right and hit the net. 
he missed it so bad, and with it, and it's exactly what you were saying, but it went the other way. Yeah. And it's amazing how they can put so much spin on a football. I do it with a golf ball, but not a football. I haven't seen anything hooked that badly since one of Acre's drives. <laughs> Tom, what about Clemson and Kentucky right now? You got a feel? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think so. Going back one game, Louisville, the way they played to, to beat um, yeah. the way Kentucky played to beat Louisville. You're like, wow, Louisville. Louisville kind of skeets by some games. They, you look at who they beat, and it wasn't super impressive yet. They had a good season, but Kentucky looked good there. So I'm not going to count them out on beating Clemson, even though Clemson finished a lot stronger than they they started the season. Um, I'm I'm going to go with the. I guess it would be an upset and, and pick Kentucky for the SEC's first bowl win. Okay, uh, tonight Missouri and Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl. I think this is a fun game. What do you see? I do too, and I think Ohio State's a little bit depleted, uh, you know, with guys in the portal and stuff. Um, how much does, does it mean to them? You know, it's going to mean a ton to Missouri if they can get to that 11 win yeah. plateau. Um, you know, they're they're in on this game, and and I saw some clips of Cody Schrader, um, and you know, the Burlesworth Award winner, what it meant to him to, you know, to go just keep plugging along. You know, he was at Truman State or somewhere. And here he is on a really big stage. So, mm-hmm. what a great player uh, he's been this year. Be, yeah, he's been just phenomenal. Yes. I mean, he could have run for a lot more up here at Razorback Stadium that night too, that day. Oh yeah, he had two hundred uh, yards say, at halftime. Uh, Tom, here's a question about this game. You know, most of the good Arkansans are, are like me in that they hate Ohio State, and I totally respect that. But on the other hand, <laughs> Arkansas doesn't really have anything to gain by rooting for Missouri hmm. because with uh, Drinkwitz coming in and stealing some of the natural state's best talent and then being impolitic enough to put billboards up and kind of rub Arkansas's Ugh. face in this, I can't imagine anybody really being a hog fan and rooting for Drinkwitz in this. Well, Christian, that's the question of the day, part two. Who do, you, who do you want to win tonight? Michigan, Ohio State? No, Missouri. Or, I mean, Yeah, I meant Missouri. Missouri, Ohio State. Okay. I mean, don't you think it hurts Arkansas more if Missouri goes off on some run and wins 11, yeah. 10 games? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it helps Arkansas at all. So, uh, This is a great point. So, historically, yeah, you'd be pulling against Ohio State if you're an Arkansas fan, and especially, you know, if they get the stupid score in the Sugar Bowl, they got mm. one up on Ohio State, exactly, which was later vacated. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think with the recency situation, they would much rather see Missouri lose this mm-hmm. game uh, as, as a long-term Razorback fan. So I think you're rooting against both teams in a way. Yes, a, a exactly. that's a, that that's, is the right answer. It's not an option. They Somebody's bo- got to win. They both must lose. <laughs> we need to find a way for that to happen. Yeah, Christian, if you put a third answer as I hope both of them lose, that would be uh, probably 90%. Yeah, that would be the winner. Yeah, but. no doubt. <laughs> Can't. That's not an option, people. One team's got to win. One more game for you, Tom. And, and and this one I'm a little I'm I'm confused about. We've got our Vegas insider coming up here in a few minutes. I'm going to ask him about this game. He doesn't have an opinion on it, or he doesn't have a, a, a feel one way or the other. Ole Miss, Penn State, and the Peach Bowl. Penn State's favored by four and a half. I think Ole Miss is the better team. I think Ole Miss wins this game. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, what you just said. Penn State's got a lights-out defense. Their defense is very good. A lot of NFL guys. Your boy, Mark Micah Parsons, Penn State guy. Good is he def- playing for them? No, he's not. Oh, okay. Good defensive team. Penn State's offense, like most of the Big Ten offenses, stinks. Ole Miss has a good offense. Ole Miss finds a way, even though Penn State holds them down. They find a way to score just enough points to beat a miserable Penn State offense. Tom? I like the sound of all that. Um, I do agree that, yeah, Penn State played some teams in the Big Ten that didn't have great defense uh, offenses. And uh, how motivated are the teams? That's always a big bolt, mm-hmm. a big consideration, right? And I think uh, Ole Miss will be motivated to get the 11th win, just like Missouri. I'll go with the, the Rebels. All right. There you go. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year's. Tom. Happy New Year. Y'all have a good one. See ya. You know, the over-under on that Ole Miss-Penn State game is 50 and a half. I'd go under. Here's the thing. And I read this story, and I, you may have heard me tell the morning show guys 
uh, and it was going back to Ohio State, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Missouri would have the number one offense in the Big Ten if they played in the Big Ten by mm-hmm. far. Oh yeah, it wouldn't be close. Yeah. And it was illustrating the Ohio State, even though they have good numbers defensively, it's because they've been playing bad offensive teams. And it went on to say, like five or six of the worst offenses in college football are in the Big Ten. As someone who watches a lot of Big Ten football, I only agree with 100% of that. I mean, some of the worst quarterbacks, some of the worst schemes are in the Big Ten. So it goes back to how good actually is Penn State's defense. I think it's good. How good was Parsons when he was there? He was good. He was still playing against Iowa teams that were scoring eight points a game. But if you're good, you're good. Yeah. And Ohio State's got a lot of talent. Michigan's defense is... It's top five nationally. Yeah. It's not just because all the offenses are awful. It's because they got some really good players. Got some dudes. So they do. All right, we'll ask Brian Edwards about. Yeah. Excuse me about that game when we come back. Let's get in uh, Mizzou maniac before we hit the break. He may have something hey, to say Wes, about I, the Cotton Bowl. Say it. Oh yeah. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Hey, hey. I, I just want to, you know, talking about drink with. I want to. I want to kind of piggyback on it, man. Drink with. If drink with this year is having. Sam Pitt, Pittman's nine-win year, okay, the first year he come in. Okay, that that's how this is working. And I'm with you guys. You know, I I can't stand Drinkwitz. I I, I think that Drinkwitz, he, he's got it rolling up there. But, but, guys, when he gets into the territory of having another down year, Ooh. I don't think he's going to be able to survive it. Mm-hmm. And and I think I think Sam Pittman is more apt to survive this and drink with. Wow. And, you know, you got to understand that after after the first four years of his tenure, you know, Odom still had a better record than Drinkwitz in his first four years. You you know what I mean? Now, obviously, that's changed now since since Drinkwitz has got the ten the ten win season. But you know, regarding the whole billboard thing, I mean, I think a lot of programs do that. Arkansas um, does that. Do they? Yeah, Arkansas's done that. It's a punk move. Yeah, though. I, you I don't, don't think nothing don't good think can, nothing good can come from this. The Bible says pride goeth before a fall. When you're tweaking people like this, the karmic wheel is going to come back and smack you upside the head. Okay, uh, you're just you're, totally, you're begging I'm, for retribution. Yeah. There, you are. Well, well, Drinkwitz, Drinkwitz, he tries really, really hard. Okay, and you can tell. And so you know, yeah, they got it rolling right now. But I think if he has a down year, I do not think that he will be able to to survive it, man. A lot of fans up there were, were about ready to run him out of town last year. And yeah, but 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 wouldn't you think, Wes, that if he goes eleven and two and beats Ohio State in a bowl game, that buys him two or three mm-hmm. mediocre years? Mm-hmm. I think that gives you some latitude. There. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So I, I was listening to Mizzou Maniac, and it made me think. He's the Navy Mike of Missouri fans. <laughs> he really is. I mean, that was such a, a negative call. They're <laughs> about to win their 11th game, and he's talking about when he has a bad year and they fire him. I can't wait until he loses next year and we get rid of him. I'm like, he's about to win 11 games, man. They've had their best good. season yeah. in like 10 years. Oh I mean, gosh. listen, Drinkwitz is, is a dweeb. There's no way about around that. He is. You listen to Justin Moore in the morning. Justin Moore would like to go and, I think, burn the, the poor boy's house down. Having said this, the man's having a great season. You got to give him his due. He's very polarizing. There, are, yes. you know, because of his connection to Arkansas, he's got a uh, a lot of friends in the Arkansas high school football coaching circle, and they think he's a great guy. And I and I've, we've talked, uh, Coach Howard at, at uh, CAC loves to do. Uh, another coach that I know. Without he's, getting into graphic r- terms, though, great, you guys, you guys have heard the story about the two bulls, the young bull and the old bull. Let's run down there and kind of get yeah, together with yeah, it. Yeah. Right, no, let's walk down there. Okay. Yeah. He needs to be a little bit cool about the whole thing and quit going in there and tweaking all the Arkansans who live here. Just sneak in and, and pick off a player here, a blue chip there, without calling all mm-hmm. this undue attention to yourself. Sorry about that imagery I left you with. We're going to talk about some of the great lines coming up with uh, our handicapper, Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Excellent. Now it's a great time to download your Oakland Sports app. They've made it easier than ever to uh, put money in, and better yet, take money out and put it straight into your bank account. Great games this weekend, college, NFL, college basketball also. And look, the live racing season's back. They'll be up and running here in a couple minutes. 
four-day race weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday at Oakland. Some great races this weekend, stakes races, two-year-olds running. It is a great weekend at Oakland. Head on down to Hot Springs. Make your reservations at oakland.com. Stay at the hotel. Don't forget about the 24-7 smoke-free casino. Great restaurants, great times. It's all happening this weekend at Oakland. NFL legend Dan Hampton joins Morning Mayhem each week for a little football talk courtesy of Metro Towing and Recovery and Central Termite and Pest Control. There was plenty of college football bowl action on Thursday, and the game of the day may have been the last game of the day. Number 14, Arizona, scored 25 unanswered points in the second half. They beat number 12, Oklahoma, 38-24 at the Alamo Bowl in San Antonio. Arizona quarterback Noah Fafita threw for 354 yards and two touchdowns. Elsewhere yesterday, Avery Johnson threw for 178 yards and two touchdowns. He ran for another to lead number 25, Kansas State, to a 28-19 win over number 18, NC State at the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Rutgers beat Miami 31-24 in the Pinstripe Bowl. And Boston College beat SMU 23-14 at the Fenway Bowl. I'm Todd Pierce for the Buzz Radio Network. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. On game day, you never have to decide which teams to watch. Only what combination of bites, burgers, wings, and more to order. Plus, where else are your favorite draft beers always poured at a frozen 29 degrees? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Get here for happy hour, weekdays from 2 till 7 and again late night for a dollar off liquor, wine, and drafts. Plus shareable apps starting at $2. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home your new car. It's also the day to protect her with an auto policy from Shelter Insurance. Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby. See shelter agent Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff, Grant Westmoreland in Sheridan, or Sam Eklund in Star City. Stacked commercial truck and trailer repair is not only truck and trailer focused. They service and repair all types of equipment. Forklifts, boom lifts, excavators, dozers, loaders, and more. From warehousing to excavating, they've got you covered. Go see why Stacked is known for having some of the friendly staff and most knowledgeable technicians in the industry. For trucks, trailers, RVs, material handling, or construction equipment, stacked commercial truck and trailer repair in Whitehall. It's Justin Acre for Guatney Chevrolet, and we are almost in 2024, but before we turn the page, we certainly want to think back to all the great deals and all the folks that were taking care of at Guatney Chevrolet, a place that's been doing it for a long time, way back to the 1950s, and you know that they have also traded for a lot of great vehicles recently, so even if you're not a huge Chevrolet fan, you can go over there and get a new vehicle, or at least one that's new to you, by working one of the trade deals that they've got, and they do have a great new car selection as well. Right now, offering thousands off Silverado. They have a great selection in stock. No payments for four months. So you can go get a new vehicle and then not pay for it for the first quarter of 2024. You're not going to find that deal in many places around the world, let alone close to home here in Central Arkansas. Guadi Chevrolet, it's the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Get more for your trade. Get great selection. And of course, it's the same service that you've been used to for years and years. It's Guadney Chevrolet. New, pre-owned, doesn't matter. They'll take care of you at Guadney Chevrolet. For me, the sun rises and sets for the zone. Yeah. Yeah. We know how you feel. Don't worry. The Zone with Justin Agri and Westmore in the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Back in the 
the Zone. Glad you're with us. Kentucky just took the lead over Clemson, 7-3. to That was one of the games I liked. I didn't love it, but I thought Kentucky was going to win this game, and they're off to a, a nice start against Clemson. Let's talk some more with a real handicapper, Brian Edwards, VegasInsider.com. He joins us now on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. What's up, Brian? How are you? Happy holidays. Hope you're doing well. Oh, it's great. It's a great time of the year. Uh, I'm looking at a four-day weekend. I'm looking at getting with family and just watching a ton of football. So uh, I'm on top of the world right now, like a lot of our listeners. Nice, nice. Yes, it's been a a good run of games here the last week or so. Let me start with uh, a game we've been discussing a little bit here today. Missouri and Ohio State. Um, with all the transfers for Ohio State, we know that they're going to come into the uh, to the game a little uh, shorthanded. Uh, maybe not as many opt-outs as we thought, but still, Ohio State is a favorite, and it's growing. Help me understand this one. Well, you know, I think it's growing because it was assumed that Marvin Harrison Jr. and Travion Henderson were going to opt out, and unless I missed something... They haven't officially done so, but I, I'm not going to believe Marvin Harrison's going to play tonight until I see him in uniform on the field, you know, with, within a half hour of kick. But look, even without the line movement, and, and by the way, for those that, that didn't know, you know, Missouri was favored by two and a half uh, three days ago. And, um, you know, it's continued to move. This time yesterday it was three and a half, four, and now all the way up to six. So, but look, I, and you know, I obviously got the worst of the number, but I, I bet Missouri minus two, and and, and obviously I'm going to bet a little more plus six. But I mean, I liked it at minus two. Missouri has nobody to apologize about with its resume. I mean, they're only two losses at Georgia, thirty to twenty-one. They had the lead there midway through the third quarter. They lose forty-nine to thirty-nine at home versus LSU, but that was a very misleading final. Missouri was up four with less than four minutes left. Had LSU buried deep in its own territory with a third and 15, and Daniel hits neighbors, or I'm sorry, he had a scramble for a big game. Then he hits neighbors for like 60 yards, and they got a pick six. But Missouri's had an outstanding season. I think they're more motivated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, biggest bowl game in years. They haven't had any opt outs. Their only guy that might be missing is Enos Rakescroft, uh, mm-hmm. questionable with an injury. But um, yeah, I- I'm all about Missouri. Uh, catching the underdog number. I think I read last night late that Rake Straw, they do not expect him to play due to injury. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I, I knew Stiffy on that one. Um, and, and he's a good DB. But, um, you know, I think Harrison not playing, which is what I'm expecting, kind of washes that out. And if they don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter. It, it may be tough to get it to him anyway if he does play. Yeah, and, you know, inexperienced starter making his first career start. Um, all that bodes well for us mm. when we do. Let's go to Auburn and Maryland. I, I, I don't have a feel for this one at all. At, at all, Brian. What is it you like about this game? Well, I think Auburn's highly motivated. Uh, they were left out of the postseason uh, last year. Uh, no baby Tua, the Big Ten's all-time leader in career passing yards. Maryland's also going to be without uh, best tight end, Corey Deitches. And uh, their best corner, Tarhee Siddle, 45 tackles and five interceptions. Auburn has very few opt-out, uh, you know, some insignificant players hit the portal. And Drew Freeze, 6-1, and one, both straight up and against the spread in bowl games at his previous stop. So Auburn's got a good defense, could easily be 8-4 eight, be eight and four had they hung on against Bama and Georgia. Played Bama and Georgia as tough as anybody in the country. All right, you convinced me. I was wondering what Auburn had to play for, but you give Hugh Freeze some extra time to prepare. We've all seen coaches like that, and I do think he is one of those guys. I think he'll have something up his sleeve for Maryland and a uh, depleted uh, team. Maryland stinks. And, and Auburn's going like, to kill them. Okay, yes. I, I'm on it. I, I'm, I'm putting a check mark by it. And, and again, like Mizzou, we're, we're going against a quarterback making his first career start. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Let's move on. We're talking with Brian Edwards. If you're just joining us, uh, Brian. Florida State, Georgia. How do you bet this game? I think Georgia kills them, right? Because 
Florida State, I mean, those, you know, they're so depleted, and I don't think they want to be there. I think that shows with, with who's, you know, who's showing up for the game and who's not showing up for the game. Mm-hmm. How would you bet this game? Well, I, I look, I don't want to lay 20 with Georgia. I think the better play is to lay 10.5 in the first half, maybe even 3.5 to 4.5 uh, in the first quarter. But, you know, you don't have as big of a window with the first quarter, you know, less possessions. I think the best way to play it is minus 10.5 on Georgia in the first half and FSU's team total to go under 13.5. Third-string quarterback making only his second career start. He's not impressive against Louisville, and now he's without all his weapons. And obviously Georgia, even with Georgia's got a ton of opt-outs as well, but Georgia's second and third-string guys are all four-stars. You know, and some of them probably even five stars. And, um, yeah, I just don't – and if Glenn were to get hurt the QB3 for FSU, they don't have a scholarship quarterback behind him available. And I think they're going to run a lot of wildcat packages as well like they did against Louisville. I just don't see that working. So FSU's team total under – 13 and a half or Georgia minus 10 and a half in the first half. Okay. We're talking with Brian Edwards. He's a senior handicapper for Vegas Insider. You can also check out his work, brianedwardsports.com. He's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Let's move down to another SEC game. LSU and Wisconsin. LSU's a double-digit favorite at last look. They've got an opt-out. They've got some opt-outs, some transfers. What do you think of the Tigers in this one? Yeah, I like LSU minus 10 here. Wisconsin was one of the nation's biggest disappointments. They had a win total of 9.5. They were the favorite to win the Big Ten West. And, you know, going into the next the last game of the season, they weren't even bowl eligible yet. They found a way to beat Nebraska in overtime at home, get bowl eligible, and then beat a very bad, slumping Minnesota team in the regular season finale. But, you know, Wisconsin's got more opt-outs. No Braylon Allen, uh, their best O-lineman is out. Uh, their top two receivers are out. Linebacker Jordan Turner is out. LSU's got, you know, no Jaden Daniels, but look, Garrett Nussmeyer, he can spin it. I mean, he threw for around 250 yards just in the second half against Georgia uh, last year. They've got very high hopes for this guy, and I think Brian Thomas Jr., I don't think he's going to opt out. Unless it happened like last night this morning and I, I didn't see it. I don't think he's going to opt out. Kelly even said he thought Malik Neighbors was going to play. I doubt it. Kind of like Marvin Harrison tonight. I'll believe that when I see him on the field, you know, less than a half hour before kick. But they still have tons of talent. And Wisconsin just had an awful uh, season. I think LSU puts it on them. I'll tell you this. We had uh, LSU's former offensive coordinator on the show. He was in Little Rock for the Burles Award. And I asked him about neighbors. And he said at the time, now, of course, this was in the middle of December, he said that he felt like neighbors was going to play because he has a chance to break the LSU all-time receiving yards record. And he thought that that was incentive enough that he was going to play in this game. And now something could have changed, but at the time, he was pretty confident that neighbors was playing. Even better. Love it. Yeah. All right, let's go to the big ones. Let's start with Alabama and Texas. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm I like sorry, that. Alabama, Michigan. I did that again. You already got so Alabama many people, and Texas yeah, playing each other. I've don't heard you? that so much. That's going to be the. I, I don't agree with it. Nobody wants that outside of Alabama and Texas. That's the second time on the air I've said that. Don't Alabama, Michigan. I like Alabama. I mean, since week two, and let's remember against Texas, that was only Jalen Milrose third career start. He's vastly improved since then. Mill Road in the last eight games, 17-3 to TDI and T ratio. The Tide has won 11 games in a row, seven wins by double-digit margins. They just ended Georgia's 29-game winning streak without their starting running back, who is now back healthy. Michigan's without their uh, preseason All-American uh, offensive guard, Zach Zenter. Uh, I don't think much of Michigan scheduled the first nine games. Now, you know, Found a way to win close games against Penn State and Ohio State uh, to its credit. But I just think Alabama's played a tougher schedule. I think they're better everywhere, quarterback, head coaching, everything. I like Alabama. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout like the semifinal game Michigan played against Georgia two years ago when we knew that game was over mid to late first quarter. But I do think Alabama wins comfortably. Getting to. I mean, that may be the best bet. Getting two points. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I would lay. I would probably. I would lay 
at least three, if not more. Uh, I couldn't believe when they were underdogs, and I'm still shocked that the line has not, you know, really budged since it came out. Would you play with that line and move it oh, to like get better play. odds? Oh, yeah, no. I haven't seen any alternate lines yet, but, yeah, if I can play six and a half and get, like, plus 230 odds, Absolutely. I, well, I'll but 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 that. but a six-loss Auburn team played them off their feet, and if it's not for some freak play, they're not even in this. So I mean, the notion that Michigan doesn't even have a chance against these guys, I think that's ridiculous. Well, I'm not saying they didn't. They don't have a chance. I'm just saying Auburn you know, had a chance, and I can promise you, we're better than Auburn. So you yeah. know, there you go. Well, you are talking to a Michigan fan, by the way. I should let you know. Yeah, but I mean, uh, if that wasn't pretty yeah, but a, obvious, but a one in a thousand, we, a one in a thousand play, Milrow hits because the guy's in the in the end zone, you know, with his head in the clouds. I mean, please, Michigan will knock that ball down if it comes down to it. So just I good hear point. you, man. That's a rivalry game on the road. Jordan Hare, one of the toughest places uh, to play, and you know. This is not a uh, rivalry game or a road what, game. Was USF a rivalry game when USF had them beaten? I mean, I, well, Milrow I, didn't play in that game. Okay. He well, was okay. suspended for that game. So, Texas, USF was that a rivalry game points. when they got blown out at Tuscaloosa? Yeah, I mean, said that. that's three games, dude. I mean, it's not like, you know, one play. Calm I mean, down. Well, I'm, He's our guest. I understand. He's a smart guy, but don't act like Michigan doesn't have a shot hey, here. don't bet on Alabama. Bet Michigan. I'm going to. Okay. Let's move on. To Washington and Texas. I, I like Washington. Oh, well, good. I was about hey, to say, we, we I like on Washington. something. I like Washington, I've too. liked Washington since the line came out. They're going to throw the ball, and they're going to pass Texas silly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like both quarterbacks, but I, I like Pennix better. Yes. Uh, Washington's been an underdog four times under Kalen DeBoer. They've won outright in all four, and even going back to his uh, last year at Fresno, he's 6-0 against the spread with five outright wins. Uh, last six as a dog. Uh, Jalen McMillan's healthy now. He missed eight games. So there's three big-time NFL wide receivers uh, for Penix to target. And, and I know Xavier Worthy's practicing, but is he going to be 100%? 73 catches, 969 yards, got hurt in the Big 12 championship game. I think he's going to try to give it a go, but, I mean, I, he might be 85 90%. So that, that's another small factor. Um, but I think it's a toss-up game in terms of who wins outright. So I'll take uh, plus four, where I think we've got a slight quarterback advantage, um, and I think we've got a, a slight head coaching advantage as well. Give me Washington. And, and Washington outright? Yeah, I mean, I'm not against a little plus one sixty on the money line, but for much less, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll have more on plus four. Okay. Uh, yeah, we've got time. Let's keep this going. A little yes. NFL action. I've got my eye on one game. Bengals and Kansas City. And we watch a lot of Kansas City football up here. They're struggling right now. I'm not convinced Kansas City beats Cincinnati this week. I'm not either. And, I, you know, I haven't seen uh, uh, the latest on Jamar Chase, but, I mean, I'm not necessarily expecting him to play. Uh, I mean, look, Kansas City uh, defense did not allow a completed pass for three quarters <laughs> and yet they still lose uh, to the Raiders. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you see the frustration on the sidelines, et cetera. And, look, these teams, this will be – I'm sorry, they've played four times since 2022 and was decided by exactly three points all four times. With the Bengals winning outright uh, in three of those. The Chiefs have lost outright in three home games in a row. And, look, since he had a, uh, obviously a bad game last week, but they had won three in a row. Before that, and look, they've got two extra days of preparation. They played on Saturday, whereas Kansas City played on Monday. So, short week for the Chiefs, extra rest for the Bengals. I I like the Bengals plus seven. I have a question about the Bills. What does Vegas think about their chances to get to the Super Bowl? Oh, I can pull those odds up. But I I can tell you that the way they've gotten rolling here in the last month, most, uh, you know, most. Vegas guys have got them and I'll try to get to their Super Bowl would they be the would they be the second favorite in the AFC behind Baltimore at this point no probably Miami I'd pick the Bills over Miami right now the Bills are trending upward 
They are, but Miami is. And we get get that matchup uh, next week. So right now, the Bills are plus 850, which is tied for the shortest. uh, Tied with uh, two other, I'm sorry, three other teams, uh, Philadelphia, Miami, and Kansas City. Uh, those are the third sort of odds to win the Super Bowl. Risk 100 to win 850. The favorite is San Fran at plus 240, and wow. the Ravens at plus 500 to 5 to 1. Okay, there you go. Thanks. Uh, Brian Edwards with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Brian is a senior handicapper with Vegas Insider. Also check out his work, brianedwardsports.com. Uh, one other NFL game that you, uh, you had mentioned to me. Uh, Bears, Falcons, and I know you're a Falcons fan, so you, you like your Falcons, I guess. No, no, I like the Bears. <laughs> minus, Bears minus three. The Bears have won four home games in a row, going three zero oh, and one. Uh, ATS they're playing really well. Falcons only two and four, both straight up and against the spread uh, in six road games. But I also like uh, at last look, Kyle Pitts' crop for receiving yards was thirty five and a half, but I would like it all the way up to about forty two. Let's go over. On that one, there's minus three and Kyle Pitts over receiving yards prop, 35 and a half yards last, at last look. I saw somebody describe the Atlanta Falcons this year as the Golden State Warriors in 2016, but they used the Festus Azili as their offense <laughs> instead. <laughs> nice. Festus Azili from Vanderbilt. Yeah. <laughs> Brian. The Falcons are the worst coach team in the NFL by far. Uh. Arthur Smith is awful. <laughs> Let us know how you truly feel. Check my Twitter on Sundays. In the I see player. it. I see it. <laughs> I know. Brian, thank you. It was uh, fun to catch up with you. Have a great weekend. Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, gentlemen. Happy holidays. Y'all have a great New Year. That's some good stuff right there. I like that. Yeah. This guy obviously knows his stuff other than the Alabama thing. <laughs> there was just one? Yeah. So he gave oh, I agreed with one, him on everything two, else. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He gave us nine picks. Wow. So you think he's going to go eight and one? Yes. <laughs> when we come back, we'll wrap up our number two. Savage, hang in there. We'll take your call right when we come back. You're in the zone. Great news. Stocking stuffers at Bell & Sword in Conway. Ah, this is Joseph Pena of the Arkansas basketball team. Are you shopping for Christmas gifts? Bell & Sword has everything for men. Athleisure from Bory, PJ and hoodies from Saks, Cologne, Basque, Epop. Clothing, Peter Millar and Johnny L. Quality, Martin Ningman. Leather goods and shoes. Expert staff with free gift wrapping. Melon Sword, 1011 Oak Street on Facebook and Instagram. Arkansas, the wait is over. Brewski's North is officially open for business in the Lakewood Village Shopping Center. Doors open at 11 a.m. with all of your pub grub favorites and happy hour drink specials. Come get your grub on with the all-new Smash Burger lineup, best wings in the city with 11 different sauces, or try the new additions to the menu like the spicy Asian chicken salad. Live music starts the weekend every Thursday with karaoke every Friday and Saturday. Brewski's North, you home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Is your phone plan messing with your savings plan? Don't get stuck paying for things you don't want. With Verizon, you only pay for what you need. And for a limited time, when you bring your own phones to a Verizon store, you'll get an amazing price on your plan. Plus, you'll save on things you actually love, like the Netflix and Max with Ads Bundle. And it's on our award-winning 5G network. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today for an incredible deal. A better plan to save is Verizon. Additional terms and conditions apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. New Year's means new equipment for you and your loved ones from River Valley Tractors, your leading Kubota dealers in central Arkansas. Start your countdown at River Valley Tractor with big savings on Kubota compact tractors and implements built to last you through all your seasons. Ring in the new year with River Valley Tractor. In Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, and Pine Bluff. Visit RiverValleyTractor.com today. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. 
Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months. And River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Justin Anchor here wishing you happy holidays for my friends at Cash and getting ready to celebrate the new year. And I can't think of a better place to ring it in than downtown at Cash Restaurant. It's a great place for a casual lunch throughout the year. It's a great place for a nice dinner with friends or a romantic dinner with that special someone. CashLittleRock.com is their website. C-A-C-H-E LittleRock.com or 501-850-0265 if you want to call for a reservation or if you want to book a party. You missed most of the holiday season, but it's not too late to book a special event for 2024. Call that number at 501-850-0265 or go to their website and find out more about booking the Bayou Room, which can hold about 30 folks, or you can get the entire upstairs area, which holds up to 150 comfortably. So if you've got a wedding rehearsal, wedding reception, a special corporate event, or just trying to take out a big group of friends and have a good time, Cash Little Rock is happy to help out. And you also have free valet parking. It's right in the heart of downtown and a great variety on the menu. It's cash in downtown Little Rock. It's a real gem. Great for parties. Great for fun. Go by and see our friends soon. From the Oak Lawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, you're in the zone. Want to get into the show? Call or text 661-1037 or leave a message on our live fan feedback. Now, let's get back into the zone. Wrapping up hour number two. Let's go and get Savage in real quick. Savage, thank you for holding. What's up? Hey, what's going on, fellas? You know, Pigskin, uh, West just did it. Just like I watch ESPN, and everybody's just passing over Michigan. You know, Alabama shouldn't even be in this game, but they are. <laughs> you know, so, and they talk about the prep, you know, the preparation of Nick Saban and his effect on the, you know, having time to prepare for another team. Man, Michigan is a, foot, a good football team. Mm-hmm. And everybody's just pretty much just thrown into the side. You know, why is that, West? Your, your mind's already – you've already got Alabama moving on. I mean, you've said it over and over again. I mean, what's the, what's the big deciding, for, deciding factor for you? Why, I mean, why just pass over Michigan? That's a good football team. No, they are a good football team. And uh, I've made some good money off of Michigan this year. I just think this is a, a different animal with Alabama. I think Milrow has grown as a quarterback tremendously through yep. this year. Uh, what he was at the beginning of the year to where he is now – it's a shell of himself. Right. Yeah. They've got good receivers that are going to exploit Michigan's safeties. And if you think of Alabama, think of the Arkansas games, how they'll match up some of their really fast receivers in the slot against the safety. That's going to be huge for them. Uh, and, and then Alabama's defense is going to be able to, to keep them from running the ball at will. I think that's the difference in the game. I think Alabama scores. I don't know if Michigan can score enough. Right. Well, I'm betting on Michigan, so I'll call back after the game. And you know, I hope I'm right and you're wrong. But I, I just think everybody's just passing over on Michigan, just like they're just some, you know, just a Big Ten team. Just saying that they're not competitive in this game. I, I see it wrong. But guys, you have a good one. Thank you, Savage. Yeah. Happy New Year. Uh, hour number three coming up next. You're in the zone. During this time of faith and family, may the true meaning of Christmas fill you with joy. A time for remembering the past and hoping for the future. Amidst the Christmas carols, eggnog, cookies, and mounds of presents, may your heart be filled with contentment and the unique feeling of joy that the season brings. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. 